Welcome to Between the Shelves. I am super excited for this episode today because we are going to be talking about Star Wars. So I brought three of the biggest Star Wars fans on staff in today. I'm joined this episode by Christina. Hello. Chuck. Hello there. And our assistant director, Tim. Hello. Welcome all of you. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've been looking forward to this episode for a long, long time. I've done a lot of research. I have four pages of notes right next to me that I probably won't even look at during this Research? Episode. Research, meaning I've watched Star Wars movies ah. <laughs> and took notes. So in this episode, what we're going to do is we are going to rank every Star Wars movie and show. We're going to put them in a tier list from best to worst. And because it's Star Wars and because I'm a nerd, I made special tiers for Star Wars, which I'm going to unveil to my guests here right now. It's like brackets? Yes. Ooh. So a normal tier list, you have A, B, C, D, E, F, and S tier for the best. But because this is Star Wars, we're doing it a little bit differently. Our top best tier, S tier, is called Jedi Master. Naturally. Then the one beneath that is Wizard, which is a reference for an episode one deep cut reference, which maybe everyone in this room doesn't even get. That's fine. I do. Yeah, we got yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so B tier is Bombad. C tier is Mid-Chlorian. D tier is Scruffy Looking. E tier is Bantha Poodoo. And F tier is Piece of Sith. Okay. All right. Are we clear? <laughs> So we're, we're cleared. I don't okay. know if anyone else. We'll post this picture to our social media or something so you can see our ranking when we're done. Okay. Okay, so we're going to be going through all the movies and shows, and we're going to be doing them by release date, chronologically by release date, not chronologically through canon. Make sense? Yes. So we're going to be starting with episode four, Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope. Now... I have a feeling we're going to be, this episode might run long, so should we just save time and just put this right into Jedi Master tier, or do we have to talk about it? I think that's fair. It's... Yes. When I, when I ranked mine, it wasn't first. Okay, you put them in But it mind. was, yeah. yeah, but it was, you know, as uh, close to first as possible. Okay. Like your overall favorites? Overall favorites, personal. yes, personally. But also I tried to think about it. Not, I didn't want to think about it too personally because then my rankings would actually be different. So just thinking of it kind of more critically, I feel like it's definitely Jedi Master. Yeah. Okay. So we're in agreement? Yes. Christina? Okay. I am moving A New Hope to Jedi Master. All right. Next up, The Empire Strikes Back, Episode 5. Many consider this the best Star Wars movie ever made. I agree. I think this is the best Star Wars movie ever made. I am ready to put it in the Jedi Master uh, category, but I know we have one dissenter amongst us. So opinions. I just, I'm curious. I want to hear. Twist. Yeah. I'm open to anything, even though I'm controlling. I understand why it's critically acclaimed. I just don't think it's a fun movie to watch. And I think that's different than literally all of the other Star Wars movies. Well, no. Some of them are not fun to watch, but we'll discuss <laughs> that. For other for other reasons. Sure. I just think it's a lot of like exposition and like I don't know. It just every time I watch it I think it's a slog. Yeah, it's a little it's darker than the other movies for sure, uh, which is kind of why I I do like it. I would say 
maybe where you see it as a slog, those quieter moments are really like character building moments for me. I don't know if that's that's how I because there is plenty of exposition moments in the prequels, which we'll get there. That I feel like were like ninety five percent slog exposition that's boring. But this is really just like lots of characters interacting with each other in fun ways. Do you have an example of what you would consider exposition <laughs> in The Empire Strikes Back? I hate to put you on the spot. But... No, no, it's okay. Um, it's funny. I just rewatched them all of last week, and I didn't take notes about that. Like, what's your least favorite moments in those movies that, that turned you off? All the whole thing. Well, no, not the, the whole, whole thing. thing. The whole thing. <laughs> no. I, I do think that there's a lot of good... Uh, characterization the only thing that i i have on my notes for empire strikes back is that yoda is an absolute menace oh i love how much of a he's jerk just he like is. a little scamp the whole time yeah. and it feels like he's the only consistent characterization across the entire series mm-hmm. like in every movie he's out there just making trouble for everyone in the prequels too though well, he's making trouble in a different way, but like in Attack of the Clones, he's the one who sort of it gives Obi-Wan permission to go check out his rogue planet. Mm-hmm. All right, we got a lot of movies to yeah, talk about. So There's a lot to unpack there. I, I think I think I, we have to go with this in Jedi Master. I, I, That's fair. Okay. I knew I'm a, okay. a lone dissenter. All right. All right, next is episode six, Return of the Jedi. I rewatched this last night, actually, um, because I had a feeling this is the weakest of the original trilogy. Um, I rewatched it. I still love this movie. It is so much fun. It is definitely the weakest of the three. I still believe that. I had it in Jedi Master. I'm willing to hear an argument to put it in Wizard. I actually did the same thing. I originally started with Jedi Master, and the more I thought about it, I brought it down to Wizard also. Okay. So... Thoughts? What do you think? You're, how low is it going for you, Christina? How low? Yeah, because I, feel I like love Jedi. Return oh, of the Jedi. Okay. Yeah, it's my favorite of the original. So growing up, that was the one that I watched on repeat the most. And like I would sketch out scenes from like the battle scenes and stuff like that because I loved it so much. Again, critically, though, I don't think it should be Jedi Master. I think it should be Wizard because it is kind of a dumb movie, but it's so much fun. It is, I, I really, truly, it's one of my favorites, but like, critically, I feel like it should be Wizard. Is dumb the right word for that? I mean, it's... It's not as well thought really, out. Uh, is it the Ewoks? Let's, let's just I, I love, break the ice I here. I love Ewoks, but yeah, I mean, kind of like that's a big part of it. That's probably, but it's also like rehashing some stuff that... We've already seen again, though. It is so much fun. I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe I'll shut up. Maybe it should be Jedi Master. I don't know. Christina, would you be heartbroken if we move this to Wizard? Because I have a feeling you're going to get your way coming up very soon. I think. <laughs> I am fine putting it in in Wizard. I just I think that we are perhaps grading on different scales. Yeah, it seems like Tim's looking at a more critical That's viewpoint. I'm going with, I'm trying to walk the line a, a little bit. I, I'm trying to follow my heart, but I, having rewatched all of the movies recently, i kind of putting them in perspective a little bit from my critical point of view, too. So wh- wh- what do we say? Wizard for this one or? Okay. Just to move yes. it along, because we got a lot of movies to cover here. 
Next up, 1999's episode one, The Phantom Menace. Who wants to start on this one? I'm going to be nice and say scruffy looking. Mm. Wow. Okay, well, I'm going to counter that with <laughs> Wizard. This is one of my favorite movies. Movies. Wow. This movie, I mean, if we're talking like from the heart, this movie is the most comfy Star Wars movie. Like, I'll put this on before it. Almost any I will, other. All right, movie. so I will say that when I said dumb, dumb really <laughs> probably applies more to Phantom Menace and. That wounds me. I was gonna say maybe more Attack of the Clones. But I, I, I will. I would put it mid because I actually when I ranked mine, I actually had it higher than I thought I would have it. It's like fifth on my list, so I would say mid, mid chlorian. All right, Christina. Now this is what the episode's about. This is where we kick in the gear. (laughs) Do you want to start or should I? I mean, I will just say that I would also like to put it in Wizard. But I would say this movie came out like three days before my 10th birthday. And I got to see it at midnight. And it was my first midnight movie. And I had seen all of the other ones in theaters leading up to it. And it was like a big event. And it was so cool. It's such a great movie for a 10 year old i'm sure yeah i'll place i'll put myself where like i'll age myself i it was 99 right that this mm-hmm. came out so there's a huge year for movies like some insanely great movies came out in 99 yeah. this was and i was just graduating high school so for me this was this and i think um the lost world uh, jurassic park 2 where this is the first time when I went to a movie and I said, wow, these movies are like not good. Like basically like being more critical about the movies that I'm seeing, like 10 year old perspective, 100%. Like I get, I completely understand. But then I think the when you come at it like it, but when you're in college, kind of everything is, you're, you're kind of I was just bringing an attitude to everything. You're very angsty and yes, country. Absolutely. So maybe that's just me bringing my own thing. I would say maybe somewhere in the middle then would be like this. Maybe this movie would rank. Was it Bombad? Bombad is just under Wizard. That's the that's the B tier. Because we have Chuck. That's scruffy looking. I'm kind of mid. You guys are Wizard. Well, let me explain why I think it's Wizard. I I think this has the best world building of almost any Star Wars. Like it did. This movie added more to the Star Wars canon than any other movie. Period. I like the whole backstory with like the Trade Federation and the route, the blockades and everything. That is awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's great because it gives you so much to chew on after the movie. Like you finish the movie and you're like, what was the deal with like that? And like it gets you talking. It, and like as somebody who grew up with the watching the original movies and then you go to watch this, it's like an adult version of that kids thing that you liked where it gives you like multiple layers to talk about Star Wars. All right, Christina. I will say that also as a girl watching Star Wars, uh, The Phantom Menace was particularly great because of Padme. Like, yes, Leia is a main character in the original trilogy, but not necessarily in the same way that Padme is. Princess in distress. Yeah. But she's. In the in no, a I'm new, saying Leia. Oh yeah, in A New Hope. Yes, the only thing that happens is we we really rescue her. We get to see Padme out and about. We get to see 
all of the outfits. I had so many different like Padme dolls and different clothing. Like it was a it was a movie where I a Star Wars where there was someone there that I could like relate to and it wasn't just like a bunch of boys. Best costumes of any Star Wars movie. Music, Duel of the Fates. Best music maybe of any Star Wars movie. Duel of the Fates, the 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 ending song plus the Star Wars march and all of that stuff's in there too. I mean, this is a soundtrack you can just put on and get pumped. <laughs> I think you could do that for pretty much any Star Wars movie. I think a lot even of the sequels. Well, I I think that to that kind of is a testament to John Williams, yeah. but also the fact that he for the whole Star Wars series, which I think he scored all of all nine maybe. Or maybe at least yeah, he did everything. Did he so do the the all Rise of Skywalker? Was supposed he did to, all, supposed to be his last, right? Until they pay him a lot of money. I think he does one thing that he does do is reuse. You know, I mean, it's thematical that he reuses a lot of his score. But I I I agree. Like Duel of the Fates, great. That's the only track I really remember though. From if you Fates. listen to it again, I bet there's a lot of it would jog yeah. your memory. It's just more famous. I mean, the Pod Race is amazing. I love the Pod Race. That's great. But I don't think, but the that thing about the adult part, I don't get because then you have one of the worst Star Wars characters ever, which is uh, what's his face, Jar Jar. Jar Jar Binks. I mean, that's sure. clear. That's like the the most uh, egregious kind of like kids. Here's here's a character for you kids that's as dumb as can be. Well, I think Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be this is a, an insane thought, like an equivalent to C-3PO. Like they just needed like a little bit of comic relief in sure. all of the scenes. And like, yeah, it's very exaggerated, but it's fun. Not for everyone. <laughs> but there's an element to a 10 year old, to a 10 year old, to a high school graduate or an adult like now watching adult it. Now. Yeah. I did not like Jar Jar Binks myself, but my mother was obsessed with Jar Jar Binks. And we had like so many Jar Jar Binks toys because yeah. she would be like, here, have a Jar Jar Binks toy. And it's like, I don't want this. You want this. I don't need. And they would all, all of them. He had some kind of like retractable tongue. <laughs> but what about the dialogue? The dialogue's a little wooden, but all of George Lucas's dialogue's wooden. I, I don't think you can not say like the dialogue's great. Empire is super quippy dialogue. I think, and I don't, I don't, yeah, well, I was going to say, and also I think having Carrie Fisher on staff for those probably helped a lot with punching up the dialogue. I I wouldn't say the dialogue is, is bad necessarily in the prequel trilogy. It's just utilitarian. Like, it's just like, okay, this is how I feel. And then let's get on with this plot because there's so much plot in this movie. Like, you kind of have to keep it moving the ball forward. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, so where do we rank this movie? Yeah, thank you for bringing us back on track. Uh, I think Jedi Master really is where we settled, right? Agreed. I mean, you had it fifth on your list. You have to admit, there's a lot of elements of this movie uh, that's good. Again, that's why I think, like, maybe Bombad. I don't think I can go lower than Bombad. I really don't think I can go lower than Or that Wizard. Oh, well, Chuck, you're, you, have a, you have a pretty... Yeah, Chuck, you, I, you, you had it the lowest of all of us, but I haven't heard any criticism. Yeah, what's, what's your make? I actually agree with everything you said before about world building, but there's so much going on in the movie that I think it's also very confusing. And there's a lot of stuff, like there's way too much material in the movie and they needed to simplify things. There's also no main character in The Phantom Menace. It's not Anakin, because he's not in the movie for 40 minutes. And I don't it's think it's Qui-Gon. Right. 
I know that's a super good point though, and it's something that I've heard before of the characters in all of the the prequel trilogies trying to describe them without like just saying what they do, like what their actual character is like, is kind of difficult because yeah, exactly, and it's just it's something that's like the characters to me are just hollow. They're 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 just there to same thing with Padme too. Same thing with Padme. I feel like. Compared to Leia, she's got a lot more. Um, Leia's got a lot more personality, but Padme is just like more of a surface level thing. Which at ten years old, she probably was fantastic walking into every different room with a new outfit on and stuff like that. But she, you know what, she did have a good personality in which was the one where she fights in that sand pit. Attack, Attack, of, the of, the Attack of the Clones. Yes, I think like there she, she her personality to come out more. Yeah. But I. Yeah, I didn't and really it's all relative, it. really. Like she's only amazing because there are only so many women in Star Wars at that point That's that have really been. Too. There's not a lot to go off of. Yeah. Um, but it seems to me more like the stuff you guys like about it, there are certainly elements of the movie that you like, like the pod racing and Padme's outfits and there's the world virtually building. nothing I don't like about this movie. I want to make that clear. <laughs> Jar Jar may be the only Even, exception. So the story, though, you're you're content with. Absolutely. I think it's one of the strongest of all of them. And it's not confusing. It was confusing for a 10-year-old, but re-watching it... I don't think it's confusing. I think that Star Wars, in all of them except A New Hope, does this thing where they just expect you to have a certain surface-level knowledge of everything. And like, I think that's kind of fair. You're not necessarily going to watch Phantom Menace without having seen something else or especially now where star wars is like part of our culture like it's it's hard to say you don't know anything about star wars mm. i don't know i i showed the original trilogy to my daughter she's she was seven at the time when she watched it she loved those three if i showed her i do really want to like kind of experiment and see what she thinks of of phantom menace because i agree that the, that all that trade federation stuff is I feel boring as far as like uh, going into that aspect of it. I think a movie might not be the best place for it. Like a TV show probably would be better for getting into that level of in the weeds. Yeah. But again, all right, Chuck. So where do you, where do you go here? Did we sway you at all? Or are you still thinking scrappy looking? I'll go up to mid chlorian. (laughs) It's right dead in the middle. It's not terrible, but it's not good. So here's what I would Did I sway you at all, Tim? I'm not going above um, Bombad. Not, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's definitely not Jedi Master and Wizard. Uh, (laughs) All right, I'm leaving it at Bombad. We have to move on. (laughs) I feel like I conceded a lot by dropping it down from Wizard. All right, episode two, Attack of the Clones. This one's pretty divisive. I I actually have a higher opinion of... Okay. I think it's the worst of the prequels. It's got three... Very confusing plot lines. Um, the characters, of course, are, you know, George Lucas trying to make people act like human beings. And, I mean, just the romance stuff. I know somebody personally who, like, watches this on Valentine's Day because this is their idea of a romantic movie. Huh. And I was like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> Christina, please. I love Attack of the Clones. It is my favorite of all of the movies. Um, so the, are you ranking it a Jedi? Do you think it's a romantic movie? I do. I don't think it's a romantic movie. I do think it's a romance movie. I would rank it Jedi Master in my in my rankings of it. Where you, where Chuck? Where did you rank it? Uh, Bantha Pudu. 
Maybe Piece of Sith. <laughs> no, actually, I have a special movie reserved for Piece of Sith, but Bad the Poodoo is... I'll go there. Alex. I had this mid-chlorian. I don't like it as much as episode one. I originally had it at scruffy looking because this was my least favorite of the trilogy, but having rewatched them all recently, I, it is much better than I remember it. The worst parts of it, I think, are like the battle stuff towards the end of the uh, movie. But the, but the part that I, I forgot about when I was younger watching it, and the part that I think it's, its actual strengths are not the romance, it's the grooming of Anakin by Emperor or Senator Palpatine. That is so well done in this movie, and it, it's actually really good in the third movie, too. But in this movie, like, you really... It's just so well done. Like, I was really riveted by all of those scenes. And when I was a kid, like, those were, like, boring, get me to the next thing. But having rewatched it recently, I really, really think it's well done. Maybe I'm biased because the Emperor is my second favorite Star Wars character. But I always find him just across the board enjoyable, no matter mm. what movie we're watching. Because even if the plot isn't great or whatever the context is, he just, as an actor... And he knows how to ham it up. His voice and everything. Like, it's just, he's just so satisfying yeah. to watch. Um... And I can second that. I think I'll broaden that to say, like, the political stuff as an adult is a lot more interesting to me. Yeah, I agree. But um, it, it's so messy. And I feel like without context, it does, on it, in and of itself, it doesn't really quite work on its own. Like, you have to know the bigger story. And I'm not just talking like you had to see Phantom Menace. I mean, like, you had to read some books. There's a famous book that kind of explains how Sidious, how his whole plan fell into place, like how he started out with his Sith Master, whatever. Um, there's all this stuff that explains all that to make it make sense. But in and of itself, it, it's very confusing, I feel like. I disagree. As a, as a younger person. I never read any out. of the books or anything, and I didn't feel like it was missing anything. Right. And I actually feel you don't even have to watch episode one to enjoy two, because it no. jumps ten years ahead. Yep. And it's you, it's pretty much a standalone movie. Yeah. Um, I will say, the battle scene at the end is really just not interesting. I don't like Dooku as a villain. <clears throat> I think it's a hugely wasted potential of Christopher Lee. Um, and I didn't like their sword fight battle at the end. It kind of falls apart towards the end, in my opinion. But everything that's not an action scene, I think, is great in this movie. So that's my final thought. I, I agree that the, the last like half hour, whatever that was of the movie, was not great. But I actually would get rid of the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones entirely and just skip to the Clone Wars in general and just make that the prequel movies. I feel like that was the focus. You didn't really need to know any of that stuff. It like wasn't really essential. But I don't think that was his point in these stories either. He was talking about how republics fall and dictators take over and stuff like that. So mm. um, it, it was like from that point of view, everything was essential. But... Just looking at it as a movie. Mm -mm. All right, Tim, I haven't heard your thoughts yet. we got to keep moving. Yeah, I would probably rank it scruffy looking. I'm still being kind of generous. But, <laughs> uh, Come with me to the band. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed elements of it, and I would leave it at that. I enjoyed some elements of it. I mean, I... Christina, here's your yeah, chance. That's where I'm at. I'm willing to put this in midchlorian just to balance out the... So, I think, I didn't hate this movie. I think Attack of the Clones is sort of misunderstood. And while all of like the political stuff is needed, that's not the story that the prequels were like trying to tell, right? We're telling the story of Anakin. And what's important in that piece is like him falling in love. Like we have to get 
we have to get children at some That's point. The like, most awkward part of the it whole is, series. But also, they're two people who have been through like extreme trauma. One was a voted queen I'm just at like twelve. About bad acting, though. It's <laughs> not like, bad acting. acting. At Hayden Christensen is great. He, he can did, act. He did. They did the best it's they could bad, with what they bad had. Bad directing for actors. Yes. George Lucas shouldn't have directed any of these movies. No. That we can and, all agree on. <laughs> I just think, like, looking at looking at all of the other parts of the story, we're just sort of put there to, like, make something more cohesive. And the story that George Lucas is really telling is how Anakin got from point A to point B. And everything everyone else is doing is sort of irrelevant. I, I agree. I think Anakin should be the focus of this trilogy. And I think this movie does a lot to set up his downfall. I think we gotta move it, drop it in midchlorian and move on. Okay. Okay. I'll Sorry accept it. <laughs> okay. Next up is episode three. Uh, Reve- is it Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. Well, because I even stuttered over the over the title, kind of gives you a little hint of how I feel about this movie. I think this is the worst of the trilogy. I think this is one of the worst of the entire movie, all of the movies. Yeah, I agree. I actually think it's my favorite of all the prequel what? movies because uh, it gets to the overall point of the prequel movie. I, like I this, guess that's true. This is where like his point is coming across. I know you said this is about Anakin, and you're absolutely right. Um, but like this is where everything kind of comes to fruition. That the, mm. the Republic falls, Palpatine takes over, um, Anakin falls to the dark side. Um, like you could have probably skipped. The first two, like I said, jump right to Revenge of the Sith, and you kind of get the gist on Anakin, and like it's it's still the, the same point gets made. With I think two other movies. one thing that left an extremely bad taste in my mouth still to this day. When did this movie come out? Two thousand two thousand five. Till still to this day, is the capper with uh, like the end of the movie where Anakin becomes Darth Vader. I think is one of the worst scenes in movie history. Like right. that is god awful <laughs> and i think that just that it just it really like is it I, just because of the no or the whole that's thing? a big part of it yeah. but yeah the whole process leading up to it i feel like was just when you make a movie like that any prequel mm-hmm. most prequels i think across the board don't work for a lot of different reasons but with this one i feel like it was just here's where we have to get to and then let's just figure out how we get there with plugging these things in of like, well, he gets his arms chopped off and he gets his legs chopped off and that's how he becomes Darth Vader. Like, it just feels shoehorned in to get to where we need to go. He wraps and, it up in a neat, neat little bow. Yeah, and as a movie, that just feel like that doesn't work. I actually agree with that. I actually would have gotten rid of the whole Vader part because I still feel like it also hurts later in the, uh, the original trilogy where like it sort of spoils things. For kids or for new viewers who start with Phantom Menace and work their way mm-hmm. to Return of the Jedi, um, I feel like they could have left it open ended in the end of Revenge of the Sith and been like, "Well, what happened to Anakin? Did he just die? Did he leave him sure. there?" And then find out later, like, "Oh my God, it's that same guy. He's, he did end up surviving." Um, I so I agree with you. I think yeah. that that's a that's a weaker part of the movie. <laughs> uh, I do like that point. If they should have left it open ended, I think that I never even thought of that. But that's a good that's a good note. Yeah. We'll send that to George <laughs> or I guess Disney now. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. I had this in scruffy looking, and the more I think about it, it might even be lower. Um, the strongest points of this movie are, again, it's em- the Emperor grooming Anakin, Anakin's downfall. I like all of those scenes. I think they're really well done. Uh, I think it wraps up Anakin's story pretty well, with the exception of what we already talked about. 
Now the bad parts. Uh, the CGI does not age well in this movie. It looks absolutely horrendous. Um, and the action sequences are long and boring. Like, and this movie is a lot has a lot of action sequences. Okay, so I'm looking at my notes now. So General Grievous, he's like the one of the main bad guys in this movie. Cool idea. Horrible execution. He's boring. He's. I think he's one of the stupidest characters. Good fight ever. scene though. I feel no, like I fight, disagree. I, this, I like the that fight, fight scene, scene makes no sense. Go back and watch this movie. The whole thing with him fighting Obi Wan, plot wise, makes no sense, and it's bad. That's my thought. <laughs> Rewatch it. It is bad. Um, the opening is boring. The whole first movie, a part of this movie, is boring. The whole thing with R two flying and igniting the fire is so dumb. Yeah. Uh, and then everyone. When they talk about how great this movie is, they talk about, oh, the final duel is the best final duel in Star Wars. It is way too long. There's too much CGI, and it's so boring and not good the, with uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan. Okay. Believe me, it's not good. There's too much CGI. It's over the top. It's ridiculous. I think a better uh, duel is at the end of Return of the Jedi when Luke fights Vader. I think that they should have had it closer to that, where there's more dialogue and, like, there's no dialogue in the whole fight. It's like 20 minutes long, and it's just set pieces. It's so bad. That's my thought. I might even go lower than than Scruffy Looking. I really didn't like this movie. I can settle on Scruffy Looking, too. For Christina, the please. I mean, I would put it much higher than that. I do really like this movie. I Again, I don't think it's good. I enjoy watching it. Um, the main plot is very rushed. Like it is definitely just like they just needed to fill in some pieces. But I do like how they have like the forbidden romance aspect going on. And there's like a lot of like interpersonal conflict that's going on that I think is interesting. Also, you probably heard me say this. I would watch the C-SPAN version of the Galactic Senate. Like <laughs> I think that would be a cool thing to watch. So like I like those parts. Where, where did you have this ranked? What was your, your tier? Well, I had this ranked like bomb bad, but I won't put it there if Attack of the Clones is in midichlorian. It should be, it should be below. Below Attack of the Clones? Yeah. So would you be okay with Scruffy looking or should yes. it be in the same tier? Okay. I think we're all agreement I Scruffy looking. Scruffy looking. I, I wouldn't, but that's okay. <laughs> I would put it. Let's leave some I room. think there are worse movies. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's what I was about to say. Let's leave some room for things that are far beneath this. Okay. Okay, so that is the last of the prequel trilogy. Then we take a couple of years off, and there's an animated show called The Clone Wars, and a movie called The Clone Wars as well. I never watched the show, so I can't really chime in on that. I did see the movie. Oh, that's... Uh, I, I didn't see the movie, totally. but I did see some of the TV show. Mm -hmm. okay. I saw some of it. There was like a baby Jabba, and that's it. Hmm. I couldn't even tell you what it was from. but The movie or the show? I don't know. Oh, okay. You rescue. Yeah, you gotta rescue Should the baby Should we just move on from this and just put it I in have watched sit? all of it, and I can say it gets a lot better in season five. <laughs> How like is the... Three on. Do you remember the movie, though? Yeah, the movie was terrible. Oh, this this is, is, I'm sorry. This is really just the movie. The movie yeah. is um, the weakest. Yeah, it's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Any, I feel like anytime you have to say, like, well, just let's make it through the first four seasons. Make it through the first four. Seasons. I've heard, but that's true too. Yeah, and they're is, like they're like twenty they're episodes, right? Like yeah. a season. Yeah. 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 The show does. But I swear to God, it's that's, so that's egregious. I'm putting this in piece of sip. <laughs> okay, we take even a longer break. Disney buys Star Wars, and we get Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Who wants to start with this? I do. Okay, really enjoy it. this movie. 
Um, I would I would rank it at wizard, um, but I could see it going lower. But I could I for man they did some good marketing. Maybe it's more the marketing, which I think the marketing with a lot of these movies was great. I still remember the original trailer for Phantom Menace and being so hyped for it. Going to see a terrible movie just for that movie trailer because that was kind of pre right at the beginning of the internet, so you couldn't really see it. I think they did the same thing with with Force Awakens. Force Awakens, great marketing, pretty good movie. I think it's a solid movie that has excellent moments. Um, yes, it's a rehash of a lot of Star Wars beats, Force Awakens, uh, New Hope beats, but visually, J.J. Abrams did great. There's yeah, there, I think there's pretty good acting all around in it too. I agree 100% with all of that, um, but I don't rank it as high as Wizard. I was actually still going to put it around like scruffy looking. Mm. Yeah, um, I think the rehashing, I, at the time, I completely understood coming out of the prequels, especially after everything we just discussed, and knowing how the fan base was at the time, I completely understand Disney's decision to just reboot the original one and just kind of harken back to that beat for beat. But... Um, it didn't stand out on its own, like, because it was in the shadow of A New Hope, it was, it, like, nothing really felt fresh about, like, the characters were physically different, but they were essentially Luke and Vader and Han and all those people again, so it that, I think, hurt it, too, so it just ended up getting, like, an okay for me, like, right in the middle. Um, I would also rank this wizard. Mm. I have seen the Force Awakens probably as much as any of the other ones which is not true of the rest of that trilogy um i enjoyed all of the characters i liked that it was matching a new hope beat for beat because i thought maybe they would do something more interesting with it it's definitely a safe very safe movie yeah and like it's fine like time is the circle whatever like (laughs) you know we're gonna repeat the same mistakes over and over again I understood why they did it. I love all of the characters, and I think it's very enjoyable to watch. I agree. And, I agree with that. And they killed Han Solo. I mean, that's that's a pretty big. Risk. I have to admit, I wasn't emotional about that. I would have been if they had done it differently, but just I saw it coming from a mile mm. away, and I was just like, okay, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's risky, though. Kind of. Like I think so. I guess just because I saw it coming, it's hard to... Yeah. I mean, did Harrison Ford really give them much of a choice, though? Yeah, he told them, I'm out. <laughs> Very good point. Yeah. Alex, where do you fall? I had this at Scruffy Looking. This movie is all style, no substance, in my opinion. They took... They were so afraid of their the criticism they got from the prequels that they took no risks with this movie at all. Um, They let a woman be the main character. That's actually a good point. Yeah. She's... Not my favorite, well, most well-rounded. I think it, out of the three of this trilogy, I think this is her best performance and just best for her character out of the three. I'm okay. sure the fans. That's my opinion, though. But I, I thought Ray was fine. Okay, here are my criticisms. I, I had originally like a page and a half of notes for this movie, so I'll, I'll try to go quickly through this. Uh, I think Luke's downfall needed to be fleshed out a little bit more. I think it just came out of nowhere. and uh, Like his disappearance, you mean? Yeah. 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 This movie had hardly any original ideas. It, Like you said, it's a beat-for-beat remake of 4, which I knock, I think is a huge knock against it. Like, this, at least the prequels, like, took a swing. Like, this movie really does nothing. 
I hate the new order. It's not explained at all. You're probably going to say, oh, you just have to read these six books. And that's not an excuse. <laughs> it's the worst. I, I would the say. The worst plot device. For the this trilogy, plot holes are its biggest. Like where the prequels kind of tried to fill everything in with plot. This has the biggest. This series. This series has the biggest I think- plot hole problem. They were trying to create a world and like leave questions open, but then all of the upheaval and then using two movies for two directors to have a little bit of like a fight about what Star Wars should be uh, ruined everything that they tried to like set up. Mm -hmm. So we talked about Ray. I think Ray isn't, I think the actress, actor did a good, great job, but again, plot holes like she learns she has the force and then two minutes later she's using jedi mind tricks like she didn't even know that existed and let alone in the other movies we'll get along get to like this movie creates so many plot holes and it's it just makes me well, how do i have a brain aneurysm just trying to <laughs> trying to do the gymnastics to like get through this movie um can i just say really quick a lot of people have made that complaint about her with the force powers and because it's beat for beat like a new hope i Luke did that stuff too. Like he nails the shot into the Death Star because he uses the Force when he had very little training to begin with. And that's over the course of a whole movie. Like this is literally like five minutes of screen time. She's doing Jedi mind tricks. Like this is toward the end. I thought I don't remember in the beginning when she do a Jedi mind trick in the beginning. Let's recap. Let's watch the movie right now. Let's recap <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, yeah, the, in this movie had like. The action sequences are well done. It's the production's really good. It looks good. The acting's fine, but the dialogue it does not get a pass. I don't think it's that much better than than the prequels. To be honest, I, I there think, are some very cringy lines in this movie. I think, think you have to give this movie props for doing a big service to just gen- movies in general of like going more into physical effects because I think you could see this and probably Lord of the Rings, but really this is one of the bigger movies that actually did a lot for costumes being... It basically took what the prequels did and said, we're going to do the opposite of that and make it more, way more physical so that you feel like it's an actual place and not... Like you were talking about with Revenge of the Sith, how bad that holds up. Yeah. I think this movie, at least the visuals of it, will hold up probably forever. I agree. It looks great. So what did everybody... You had a wizard, wizard, and scruffy scruffy looking. I'm going to drop this at mid, and we're going to move on. This movie's I'm fine with that. That's fair. Okay, next up. uh, The next year, actually, we had our first standalone Star Wars movie, Rogue One. Um, I'll I'll just go into it. I think this movie's brilliant. I think... I put it in wizard. Uh, My my only criticisms criticisms I had with this movie on a rewatch were really downplayed. I didn't think they stood out as much as they did when I first watched this. But I think it's strengths. Uh, I think the plot, the dialogue, everything, it looks, I think, the best of any Star Wars movie. Uh, I really liked it. I think the director hasn't directors. really... Directors. Directors, yeah. There's like 30 assistant directors on this movie. Well, that was one thing where the directors changed midway through the movie, I believe. To me, this movie, I wanted to like it a lot more than I did because I think the plot holes are really bad in this movie. And there's just so much jumping around and again i would really say that's probably because they shifted directors mid mid movie i and which is funny too because uh they we'll get into the tv shows but uh one of the writers of this movie wrote the andor series which i love 
And this does take a much more serious look at Star Wars and a much more adult look at Star Wars. I mean, the ending, to me, I hate the ending because I feel like it's a bummer and I didn't want that from a Star Wars movie. But I get it, it was a big risk doing that. I just left the movie kind of just bummed out. Like, I, I didn't want that from a Star Wars movie. Because that, Christina, you were talking about, like, what you want from a Star Wars movie. To, you want it to be really fun. Because there can be a difference between a, a movie of Star Wars and a TV show of Star Wars like Andor where it takes it extremely seriously and there's a niche for that but I feel like when you go movie Star Wars it's popcorn you kind of want to have fun and I didn't from the ending I did not get that so for me this would probably be like scruffy I just want to say one quick thing before Christina jump in I loved the ending and my note for the ending was ending with Vader is dope sauce <laughs> that I hated was, that that was no, no, I I I disagree on that. And and digital Leia is terrible. Um, I would also place this one in Wizard. I really like it. I think another movie with a female main character, but Jin is very different. She's sort of quiet and stoic and we there's not she's not like loud in any way. She just sort of exists in a world and when she says things like they hold a little bit of a heavier weight, I think, and I think it's different from all of the other Star Wars movies. You don't I... see that many female characters, especially in Star Wars. Well, maybe not so much in Star Wars. Because but... there's only like five of them. Yeah. <laughs> but so it was fun. I, I really liked seeing like a different side of women in the rebellion. I also really like Andor, and this movie sort of sets that up, but. It also shows like the real costs of the rebellion and stuff. Like I don't think that the other movies at all ever really get into like the the people cost of like fighting a fascist regime. Like it's it's a lot. And also the cost of like providing hope to an entire galaxy. And sometimes it's people and it's not all fun. So I, I actually really enjoyed it. I lean more in the direction that Tim was saying. I really wanted to like this movie, but um, ultimately I think it is a pretty bad one. Um, I, I love the idea of showing how the Death Star plans were obtained. Mm. Um, I don't think that any of the characters are very interesting. I think all of them are uninteresting, and when they all, spoiler, die at the end, I really didn't care. I... Um, I do. I don't know if, what you could really do about the ending because, like, that's just the way it's yeah. gotta be. You know, like they couldn't have survived that and made it. Out. I don't know. Just, I mean, I would have personally put them in the hallway with Vader, got rid of all those rebels, and put them there, had them all cut up. But um, I, I think it was very overcomplicated. I know the formula is that we have to visit multiple locations and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of excitement in that. I feel like they could have done something a little simpler and had something more like a Mission Impossible or something where like it's one, maybe one location and they have to do like a heist situation. I feel like one of the biggest offenses that I noticed that didn't get mentioned is there's a lot of fan service in this movie. Yeah. Um, there are a ton of references to things and sometimes, you know, like Star Destroyers or whatever, like that's fine. It has to be in the movie. But it, for the time that it took them to show References like the guy who gets his arm cut off in the cantina just happened to be on the other planet when they walk by him on the street. Like, those are moments that I feel like they could have fleshed out the characters more and gotten to know them better. And 
I don't think we got any time with these characters in a way that we connected with them emotionally, except maybe for Jin, but I also didn't really care for her story either. So I put it also at scruffy looking there too. Sorry. <laughs> you don't have to apologize to me. So sorry. Um, I think, okay, I really like this movie. I don't know if I already said that. I had it. I had it at Wizard. Um, I think the CGI doesn't age particularly well, especially like the face, like recreation stuff with Leia and General Tarkin. Oh yeah. Doesn't look doesn't look very good looking back on it even now. I disagree. I think the characters had some weight. I actually cared. Like even like the people who had no dialogue, like the just random rebel people. Like when they died, I was like, oh no, that's one less person to storm the base. Like I've actually, this movie had some weight to it, which I liked. That said, it's the least funniest Star Wars movie, but I don't yes. care. That's not yeah. why I but watch IG Star Wars. But IG is like one of the better droids. Absolutely, best maybe the best droid. He's so cool and funny. Mm-hmm. He is good. I, I do. I think L three might be the best droid, but we'll get to that when we talk about Solo. I also really appreciated in this movie how they showed a planet that wasn't a desert. Like, thank you. I think the there was still sand. This was a great, but there was at least a palm tree. Like, give me something <laughs> visually. It was. It's a pretty impressive movie, I think, uh, as far as locations, uh, this scene, that just all the different scenarios. I do really enjoy that. For me, this movie just comes down to plot holes and how so many things are just left unexplained, and I think that's just, how's that a plot hole? I can't even th- like leaving things unexplained. How does that? Not a that. Plot hole? It's just there. There are things that happen in this movie that make no sense. That are just there's a lot of jumpiness to this movie. I feel like. That just, it just doesn't, it, the editing's not great. I think it, a big part of it is the editing is just not good. That's my opinion. I think it's just, it could have been so much better maybe if they had one director on it the whole time or it just feels choppy. All right, where are we going to put this so we can move on? I had it at Wizard. Christina, where did you have it at? Wizard. Wizard. And then Scruffy. two scruffy lookings. I really think, I really think I you're wrong. This movie's Mid. great. Mid? I'll say it's one of the better of the Disney films. Oh, it's the best Disney film. Let's not get ourselves. Uh, I think I'd rather watch Force Awakens, even though... I would probably... Yeah, same. But they're right next to each other, so that's fair. (laughs) All right, I'm going to put it in mid so we can move on. All right, next up, episode eight, The Last Jedi. Probably the most divisive of any Star Wars movie. Yeah, you got a lot of notes there, pal. (laughs) This is... One of the worst movies. If I had to rank them, this might be at the bottom or second to the bottom. I hate this movie. It talk about plot holes. Like this movie is just rudderless. Yeah, oh, God, I don't even know where to start because I have a page of notes here. It, this all comes down to just poor leadership from Disney. Like what's his name who did Force Awakens? J.J. Abrams had one idea for where the trilogy should go. Then Ryan Johnson takes over for this movie, takes it in a completely different direction, and thereby derails the entire trilogy creates so many problems sidelines posts creates the rose character that is terrible sorry she adds nothing and it's her even in within her one episode arc creates a lot of potholes for herself her sister dies for the rebellion then she ruins the sabotages the entire rebellion at the end by trying to save poe egregious horrible writing <laughs> horrible writing um, the Knights of Ren, they are mentioned and never shown. The best part of this entire movie is the fight at the end with Kylo and Rey when they fight the red guards. Other than that, I hate this movie. 
I have more notes. Let me look over my notes. Try to dissuade me. Somebody. Well, Christina, what do you think? I like this movie. Um, I do think that some of the characterization is wild. Like, I think... I just... I rewatched this over the weekend, and I was just, like, like disheartened by, like, Luke's arc in this. Like, I just seemed so out of nowhere and like I don't think they do a good job explaining it I do think that this has a lot more trying to go for a lot more of the humor like there were a lot more funny parts in it um that were very obvious that I don't think was necessarily in The Force Awakens which did had have some humor but not like this I will say it's incredibly cringy and I think that the whole movie is i think this is true of rise of skywalker too is that they're just kind of going by the rule of cool and it was just like what would be really cool to do right now and then they just do that thing everything with like haldo and like leia using the force to come out of dying in deep space i think that's one of my least favorite moments in any star wars movie ever um and I do think Rose's entire plot line is to stop people from shipping Poe and Finn. Like, she serves no other purpose in the entire series than to stop people from trying to, to And that would that have been happen. actually interesting. Yes. And they continue trying to do very weird and, like, obvious shoehorning of characters for that same reason in Rise of Skywalker. But I do I do like Rose. I am I'm not a, a Rose hater. I think she could have been a really interesting character if they did something with her in yeah. in uh what's the third movie? Uh Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. I think they really could have done something with her character. I appreciate her just being there and and like actually being a different character that's doesn't have any affiliation with anything from the past. She's just a brand new character. I think that's good. She only gets a one episode arc because the fan base hated her so much. And this is because really... she's a woman and a person yeah, of color. I, that I, they I want to be clear. That's not why I don't. They like harassed her. her into you know becoming a hermit, and then Disney mm. was like, "Well, we can't really do anything with this now." Yeah, I I I have complicated feelings kind of with with this movie. I think it's definitely low on my list. I don't think it ranks up anywhere above scruffy looking. But Ryan Johnson, I, he, I appreciate that he tried to do something different. Cool. You tried to do something different. Really cool. Did you have to really change every single plot point that came up in the movie before it? No. Uh, and they took risks. I don't, but they were not good risks. They didn't pan out. They were bad risks. And I mean, I could get into a whole discussion about his other movies that, that I think are Yoda's critically, I think, I feel like too. critics like this movie because of him a lot more than they probably should like this movie and yeah the plot holes in this movie are really terrible too and yeah i I, I would i would rank it pretty low i think it's for the reasons you said that the critics like it they they appreciate the the work behind the movie the, mm-hmm. the attempt and then there's the fan base who doesn't appreciate they have the, the expectation of what they wanted after the force awakens and you gotta especially somewhere Luke. in the middle like, yeah you, you, you know. want you don't want everything to be because it's a uh, the last movie is just completely fan service, top to bottom fan service, and this is like, well, here's the opposite of that. Well, you could go somewhere in the middle and have an actually decent movie, but they did. I, neither of them chose to do that. 
Do we actually have a problem with the way Luke died, or is it just the I actually way, like that the whole arc leading up to it? I, it was the whole arc leading up to it. It was just like he was so like cynical and like yeah. done with the world, and I don't know that they like. It seems more like it was about subverting our expectations than it was actually thinking yeah, about right. his and character. And there was also yes. like no like like lead up to it. Like they tell you why it happens, but also like we don't really see. It's like oh no, he made Obu Boo, so he ran off to an island. <laughs> yeah, I do think though his death and and the fake out with Kylo Ren. I that was, that was one of really my favorite cool. mo- moments in that movie. I think that was a great. One. I agree. I think a lot of people also were really hoping that he'd actually make a physical appearance there and like wave a hand and knock all those Adam Walkers down sure. and, and just like, like really yeah they yeah. wanted to be that like Superman much. yeah it would have been so yeah, I was yes. so to, for him to do that and like you challenge him with a level of the force that no one's done before like that I think shows demonstrates his power when you have the actual actor Mark Hamill saying at the time like I don't think this character would ever do this stuff mm-hmm. and but you know but he has to be like well but I'm not the director I will say having read some of the Star Wars books, whenever Luke is in them, I find that every author has the hardest time like really mm. finding his character. Now we're talking the books throughout? Yeah. Okay. The, the old EU. Yeah, yeah, like any time I, I read one, it would be like, nobody really knew what to do with Luke. And they, they would sort of like... Well, there was Mara Jade. Well, yeah. yeah. But even in those but books... They just like they didn't really know what to do with him, or like sure. there was no concrete like characterization. It was just Where do you like go with that character. Like Han's Han and Leia's voice, I think very consistently always come through. And then Luke is just like, well, he's a Jedi. He doesn't. That's all he needs to be. We don't need anything else from him. Okay. Um, instead of me just going through my list of problems with this movie, let's just rank this and move on. Uh, I think we should drop it in scruffy looking. Does anyone have? Hundred percent. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, I had it lower than that. So me too. I would probably put it lower too, really. I okay. think there's still worse. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, let's go on. All right, so after The Last Jedi, we take another break from the sequel trilogy, and we have another solo, a solo Star Wars movie called Solo, which is Han Solo's backstory. I don't, I rewatched this again recently, like I did all the movies. When I saw it in the theaters, I didn't hate it, and now I do. <laughs> I agree. When I saw it in theaters, I was like, oh, this is like a fun Western. And then I also rewatched it and I was like, this is not a fun anything. Mm-hmm. This one felt like there were a lot of, um, they had like a checklist of all the things they had to show. Like, how, where does he come from? Lots how did he meet Chewbacca? Stars. How did he do the Kessel Run? I mean, just coming up with like, well, here's my name. I'm like, did you need oh to do that? God. That was so stupid. And like, he literally walks up to the Imperial booth and they're actually playing the Imperial March. That's like a minor... I I, I do think this movie's I do like this movie even despite the dumb fan service parts of it. Like I actually like it more than anything in Scruffy looking. Like it's higher up higher up for me, but I'm going to be that's I'm solo in this discussion, I think. <laughs> I um have rewatched it twice and I do think they get the fun part down still. Yeah. So it's still fun to watch, but um I, I think it's just him. I don't think he did a good job as Han Solo. Mm. Aside from the fact that he doesn't look like him at all, um, I just don't think he really got the personality down that well. I think they overcomplicated the story again. By And it, it's another movie where the director changed mid-movie. 
because this was Lord and Miller were directing this, I think, and then they booted them out and changed the directors, and that's never... You're never going to have a good movie when you do that. It seemed like, again, they could have simplified the movie and just... What's that? Except for Rogue One. It's the one exception. (laughs) It seems like they could have simplified it, though, and just, like, whatever that checklist was, just, like, do one part of the story. Mm -hmm. How he met Chewbacca, that's fine, or that. I'm actually surprised they didn't get Boba Fett into this movie. I thought they were going to totally end with the grudge and be like, this is why he chases after him. Yeah, good point. So, um... So yeah, I, I put it under scruffy looking. It's just okay. Christina? I would put it under Bantha Poojoo. Me too. I, I mean... I would agree. There were, Even though there I were like good characters. Out. Like, I liked I liked L3, one the, like the droid that was there who was like fighting for liberation. Yeah. Like, I thought that there was like interesting parts of it, but also this was one where, again, they expect you to have knowledge of the entire universe and they just like drop Darth Maul in there and like in no other as far as we know at this point in the movies he's dead and it's just like here he is he's not dead actually and then we get no explanation no follow-up like that's it it's done you don't need to know anything I think this would be part of just a continuing trend though with anything Star Wars that's come out since of just like loaded with every piece of fan service explaining every single little one line of dialogue from the original movies that you can do. Put it in. Someone will get it. Yeah, yeah I think they also anticipated a sequel also. Probably. Like they were definitely going yeah. for a sequel there. Yeah. That I had that note I had that note and I was going to bring it up for like later on when we talk about the shows because I think that is going to be a major problem with Star Wars going forward where they're going to expect that you watch 5 seasons of The Mandalorian and all these shows to know what's going on in the movie. Um, so, but getting back to Solo, I think uh, I think Lando Calrissian, Don, Danny Donald Glover. That's Donald Glover. Donald Glover, he's great. I thought I liked his character. He was charming. Yeah. Um, but everything else is bad. The plot makes is boring. I mean, uh, clearly, the jokes are bad. The dialogue. He was are the bad. best part because they're making sure. a TV show just well, yeah. with him as Lando Calrissian. But Donald Glover is just like naturally like sure. charming Perfect. and interesting yeah. to watch. Like the best thing this movie did was cast him. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's one, the beginning of the movie, Woody Harrelson's like wife dies and the next scene, it's like he couldn't care less. It's just the, the dialogue and the the writing in this movie is so bad. I mean, they do that to Leia too, right? Her entire planet gets obliterated and then she has to soothe everybody else in the, they just don't like showing people. Be sad. (laughs) (laughs) The worst part of this movie is it just didn't need to be made at all. Like at anything, it ruins Han Solo's in the original trilogy it's like i don't now that i know his backstory like i care i would disagree with that i I would say like you can just skip the movie entirely and never and a lot of people yeah it has it has like no ramifications for the wider universe all right let's stop talking about this movie i'm putting it in (laughs) bantha poodoo and moving on that's generous and that's generous i think okay so now disney uh releases their first show under the star wars umbrella umbrella the mandalorian it comes out the same year as, as uh, The Rise of Skywalker, but it came out just before it. So that's why we're doing it next. Uh, the Mandalorian. Season 3 just ended. I think we've all seen Season 3 here at this table. When this show came out, I thought it was okay, and it's gotten way worse since then. At this point in time, I have it under Bantha Poodoo. That's how I think Season 3 was... So this is hard, though, because we're ranking it... If we're ranking it chronologically, that first season, I feel like, was really well done 
But I would also well, we got to talk about it as its entire. I would also agree that it's perpetually gotten worse. Uh, yeah, Banthapudu, maybe I would probably put it scruffy looking, but this third season, I really did not enjoy. Yeah, I would. I think scruffy looking is fine. Like balances out the greatness with all of the not so greatness. I originally had it under Bombad, but I will say season three just you changed really my it down. yeah that hurt it a lot season two was actually really good i, I did yeah. really enjoy season two actually i like think this um, third one oof. you also had to watch an entirely different show to speaking of which yeah with, with what that, yeah worry. but let's stick to the mandalorian uh, <laughs> i think i think i liked the western kind of vibe that it was giving out in the first season mm-hmm and then they just started having too many cameos coming in, and it just got, it just fell apart. Grogu never developed as a character, in my opinion. And the Mandalorian himself, the Mandalorian himself, I don't care. I don't care about the main character because he has no personality and no arc. Again, he kind of did in that first season, though. Was that the one where he took off his helmet, or was that the second season? Both, but the first time was okay. at the end of the first season. At the end, right? Yeah, yeah I feel like he had a personality and then. He didn't, and I mean, one of the things it just seems like uh, the actor that plays that does his voice—he's not actually there. Like, he's—I think he's just doing voiceover. He has nothing to do with the actual, you know, like. Is that true, really? Yeah, I, I do believe that Pedro Pascal got into a fight with Disney and said some things, and they were like, "Well, fine, then you don't have to do it anymore. Except you do, just be the voice, just please." The voice. <laughs> yeah, but I—I I, I would say that the personality. As a main character, which is why probably with the third season, he really wasn't the main character at all. It was... Uh, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. The other... Uh, she's not really a Mandalorian, what is she? She's just a... She was. She's a Mandalorian, but... Gotta watch Clone Wars. <laughs> no, thank you. But, um, yeah, I would say that it's it's really gone down. I, I mean, I would say scruffy looking. It Just it, as far as the TV shows go. That's a painful one for me to go down two blocks but I don't know where did you rank it person? like scruffy looking I think mm. alright let's leave it in scruffy looking <laughs> okay. Fine. Um, the final say <laughs> yeah. this is a canon now this is official <laughs> we're sending these notes right to Disney by the way <laughs> okay next up after the season one of The Mandalorian is the final film in the sequel trilogy, Rise of Skywalker. This is J.J. Abrams takes the reins back from Ryan Johnson to wrap up the sequel trilogy and in so doing makes the worst Star Wars movie of all nine. Or of all eleven, rather. I said I have one reserved for Peace of Sith and this is the one. I think in light of everything we've discussed and the back and forth that Disney and the fans and the directors all had, I think this movie is the culmination of all that fighting and all that disagreement, and nobody won in the end. It was just awful from the moment it started. Is there um, anything redeeming about this movie? Palpatine himself, like I said, his voice, his acting. Um, I my note fine. is that there's a very high ratio of small boys. So you have Babu Frick, you have the new <laughs> droid, Dio. Who is Dio? Dio's the uh, exactly. the, the the droid with anxiety. Oh right. <laughs> Um, I see I I do have an appreciation for Palpatine in the original trilogy in this I feel like why would you even oh I agree the logic the logic is is nowhere to be found and 
that was just kind of infuriating for me. But I am really trying to think of like, what is the one thing that, there's gotta be something that I like about this movie. I can't think of it. I haven't watched it since it came out in theaters though, so I can't. Do you have anything, Alex, that no. was good I about this 10 movie? 10 points of things I hate about this movie and not a single but one. But I, I think like. that's more like, what, is there anything that was actually good about this movie that was interesting? You can't just enjoy Palpatine 48. Like, I still no. occasionally will walk around and say stupid lines that he says from the movie just because <laughs> he's satisfying. Well, I, I, I do. Oh, I was going to say, I have one redeeming thing is that I, I like, well, I don't like Kylo Ren. I think he's awful. They ruined his But life. you could definitely yeah. trace, like, the lineage of Skywalker whininess right through to him. <laughs> and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Well. I guess the fight, the fight scene on the rock with the and the splashing with the big waves, that was kind of interesting for me. I, I kind of liked it, but I guess I don't know. There's not much. The idea of the Sith Eternal and the Final Order and like that, like just just the name and the idea by that. I guess I could appreciate that, but the context it, it ruined them completely. Yeah. So I like going into that little cultish room where they're all standing there and they're doing the little monk chants and stuff. <laughs> themselves they're bad so yeah the knights of ren were stupid that still didn't really explain them that well they're just basically his henchmen the the dialogue in this was also probably even worse than anything in the prequel trilogies like at one point when ray and kylo ren are doing like that weird like force phone call that they do he just like calls her up and he's just like palpatine wants you dead like imagine someone calling you and you pick up and they're just like Someone wants you dead. <laughs> it's like, what is this? Who has conversations like this? Yeah. To be fair, your favorite movie, Attack of the Clones, has the whole sand thing. Yes. I, that's a pretty... I that's, agree. That's really I don't think I would talk sand. to a human being who says that stuff to me. <laughs> I'd walk away. I hate sand. <laughs> it's cool. It's rough. Should we, do we want to go more, like, bash this movie anymore? Should we just move on? It's pretty, it's pretty universal how bad this movie yeah. is, right? Oh, I did, like, there was also a Lando Calrissian cameo in this one. And he does... I, okay, yes. He does tell everyone that his friends are his power, which is a connection to Kingdom Hearts. Oh. Well, there's one positive thing. <laughs> For there's me. also his, that girl who says she was kidnapped by the First Order and she'd be like, be friends... Finn, and then it turns out that was his daughter that he lost, and like there, that is never. Wasn't expected. that going to be a, a spin-off it, show or? or I hope Or not. it was a cut scene or something like that, right? Yeah, I don't know. It, I was like that was well, so they, they do, the they, among many other things. They share yeah. like a knowing look. Right, right. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, there was just and then the horses, like the quote unquote horses on on, on a star destroyer. Wow, this movie's bad. And this yes, is the one where they please. also advertise like the first LGBTQ Star Wars characters and then it was just in the background a small background kiss as they actively spent time trying to give poe a love interest that wasn't the one that seemed to have been set up in the first movie where do they find the courage to be such allies (laughs) (laughs) oh boy so piece of sith piece of sith this is is the worst of all of them okay next up uh, oh, or I don't know. I would. I would. I would. Uh, okay. <laughs> Next up is Book of Boba Fett. This is another series. Hopefully, it was just a one-off mini-series. Um, Disney Plus telling the the story that no one was asking for. What happened Everyone to Boba Fett? Everyone wanted it. I only have two notes for this movie. More Mandalorians. No one asked for this. Boba Fett died. This is the end. And my second note was the Teen Gang. 
Does anyone remember that like oh, cyberpunky team gang that. in this? It is the worst costume well, and the worst know. thing I've ever the seen in Star Wars. In season three of Mandalorian, were pretty awful. Like here's. Like this is David. With the, with the seaweed Jones. beard. Davey Jones. He's just Davy Jones. Wow, yeah. oh, yeah. he's so fun. I liked him. I liked him more than the teenagers on bikes. Okay. That that was pretty bad. Uh, they were very uninspired. I only watched one episode very, of the think, Book of Boba yeah, Fett, and I, I. I watched most of it, but I didn't watch the last two episodes, and I still think it might be better than Piece of Sith, but not by much. I actually agree. I think it's I had Bantha Poodoo. Poodoo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first couple of episodes are pretty, like the whole setup, <laughs> him getting out of the, pit, his time with the Tuscan Raiders was really interesting. But then when he that was interesting starts to become involved with the pikes and the town and the team like it's worse it and worse it just gets so over the top okay and we put it in bantha poodoo and yeah. we're moving on, moving on. Yeah. okay next up is obi-wan the show on disney plus mm. so when this originally came out it made me very upset uh because it caused a lot of created more plot holes and just told a story that no one was asking for on a rewatch i didn't hate it i had this at mid-chlorian and my my one thought about this show, or my main, my main thought about the show is, if they had done this as a movie, it would have been wizard level A tier movie, which originally it was supposed to be. And they they also did like a major rewrite because it was too sad. See, I would have That's been okay with too sad for Obi Wan because it's a sad story. Yeah, it is. Um, I think that's too high of a rating for me. I put it under Bantha Pudu. I remember um, just right off the bat when they first showed him at the Comic-Con, wherever they were, and they said they're going to do the showdown of the century. They do not fight again until A New Hope. That is, I am a defender of that. It is Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and that is it. There's no refight. I, that I would agree with That's that. ridiculous. I would agree with so. that, too. I, I, although I did enjoy that fight, though. I thought it was a pretty decent fight scene. Yeah. But, but I think it did pick up, the story picked up some steam by the, by the end of the last few episodes. I, I wouldn't put it above Scruffy. The, you're saying the fight scene was good. I think um, it was sad, which I approve of the sadness. But <laughs> I, when they break his helmet and everything, that was done already in a previous show, which we actually skipped Star Wars Rebels. I'm surprised. Oh yeah, Rebels. That. I think yeah, which is a, pretty good. That's a really good show. Um, with the occasional really bad episodes, but uh, yeah, I think yeah. it's a very good show. But there's an exact scene from with a different character breaking his mask, and right. having a whole moment, and it was and that was really sad. And when people were like, "Wow, look how creative this is! Look how sad it is!" and I was like, "They did this already. It's yeah. very uninspired. It's not great." And yeah. Yeah. Um, I would put it under mid chlorian. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. But I, I don't think I've said this yet, but I love Anakin Skywalker. My friends always joke that like if I watch a show and there's a sad boy in it, that's the character <laughs> that's going to be my favorite. Anakin Skywalker is the biggest sad boy that has ever existed. Um, and I really liked the flashback scenes and just like, just, you know, just getting to see Hayden Christensen just really brings some angst back into the series but now he was only in one episode right yeah okay. well he's well he, he in the suit the he's yeah he's in the suit okay they brought him back to do that but yeah but it's really Darth he's Vader. just at the end yeah and in the beginning when they put the helmet on yeah right it's just Darth Vader. there's also leia there's that girl with the robot guy i didn't understand what the point of that whole thing was but leia is also really terrible 
I would agree with that. I also didn't think the characterization was... Somebody else. Oh, that comedian who I can't think of his name. He pretends to be a Jedi for a couple mm-hmm. of episodes. He's fine in and of himself, but I was just like, Bill Burr. Of this? Right? I think that was Bill Burr. No, that's no, a Mandalorian. Uh, yeah. Um, They're all blending together. I forget his name right now. I think Reva's story and the Inquisitors thing. I thought the Inquisitors was a wasted potential. I think it's a really cool idea, mm. but they didn't flesh it out really well at all, and they all kind of looked inept by the end of the series. I think Reva's character was strong, but the way her story ended... How did it end? Because I can't remember. Did she die? Vader squished her, I think. I last, <laughs> last night, I was thinking about Star Wars, and I was like... Because a new Star Wars game is coming out, and the, and the Inquisitors were a part of the first game in this series. And I was like, in The Mandalorian, we, we keep seeing like they're like retraining people from the empire to exist in the new republic what happened to all of the inquisitors so I'm like online and like it's just like they vanished yeah they're a big it's part convenient. of star wars rebels actually too um, yes they're a very big part of it yeah. a lot of them spoiler get eliminated but um i it's i'm glad you brought up fallen order because i feel like that antagonist in that game save that for the bonus episode. well just to compare to reba real quick she, she's excellent that's what should happen but good character interesting character i think she definitely buoyed the show more than it probably deserved yeah i'll go just going back to my first point i think if this movie if this stayed as a movie it would have been an a-tier movie for me and here's how they do it they cut out the whole leia stuff they tighten up reva's story and they cut all the side characters they introduced on tatooine that i don't i don't really remember i think like ben's in it too like all those characters they just get rid of all those side characters all that fluff uh, and they trim the Obi-Wan being sad at home stuff and, and focus it more on him and Liam Neeson, uh, Qui-Gon's relationship. I think that would have been interesting. T- just tighten up everything. There was a lot of fluff in this show, and it just didn't land. Yeah, it's a very fan service show. I, Can we stick it in the scruffy looking and, and move on? Yeah, Are we all happy that's fine. Yeah. yeah. There is, I'm going to mention this later in depth, but there is a book that covered this exact whole situation and everything you just asked for. And it was an excellent Star Wars book. It came out 10 years ago called Kenobi. And it I, was excellent. I think people shouldn't discount the books either because there's some really quality yeah, stories. And I thought that was what they were going to do with this show. And then they did what they did. And I was like, yeah. they made that book look like a masterpiece. So <laughs> I'll check that out. Yeah. Okay. We are on to our last thing we're going to rank right here. And our list is looking a little bottom heavy right now. So let's end it on a high note with Andor. But we love Star Wars. I do love Star Wars. Uh, Andor is the most recent show to come out. I'll just say I loved this show. Loved it. I think it's one of the best things Star Wars has contributed to, or Disney at least has contributed to Star Wars. I think it's definitely the smartest of any Star Wars piece of property out there. And I would say it probably belongs in Jedi Master or Wizard. I'm like maybe somewhere in between. I, I would love to see where the story goes because it is still very much an unfinished story. But uh, great characters, not afraid to like end things just unanswered as far as like an episode will just end and like, oh, that's the end of the episode. I, they really, but it, it serves a purpose and it really, it's very tense, very tense show. Yeah, it's dark, it's tense, the writing is excellent and I love how it's not what the Mandalorian is doing where every episode can be a standalone episode where it's, it's very formulaic. It's the opposite. You have to watch the whole season all the way through. And for those who are listening, who maybe only watched the first two episodes and bounced off because it's slow. It really picks up. Like it just builds and builds and builds and builds. So by the end of it, I was hooked at the show. 
Christina, I know you love the show too. I do. I've appreciated on a previous episode of the podcast said it was the best thing Star Wars ever did. This is one of the like main things that I sort of like in like media is when you're they're sort of showing you like really like the behind the scenes of like how did we get here? Like it's not all like in the rebellion that we see is sort of like not messy. It's just like it's as messy as like it's more work at that point though. Yeah. yeah. It's just watching two yeah. armies fight one another. Yeah. yeah. Like this is like super messy. You're seeing like again the cost of a real rebellion. You're seeing well, the real people. I think they're in in like Empire, which is a pretty dark movie. There is a lot of death in that movie of of characters that yeah, they might be side characters, but they're even in New Hope too. The the cost is there as far as like lots of people die. In Jedi too, tons of people die in Jedi, but yeah, this this gets more of like all the other things. Yeah, like it, but it's not. Yeah, it's not just the cost of people. It's like yes, the also the breaking point of your morals. Yeah, the breaking point of certain people. Like at what at what point do you stop accepting the status quo and like Mm -hmm. try to change it? I also love Mon Mothma. I thought that her inclusion in the series was amazing. Yeah, again, Galactic Senate. C-SPAN. She's also in Rebels, too, right? She is also in Rebels. Like, just her, like, trying to, like, secretly, like, finance the... She's playing both sides. Rebellion, and also, like, seeing the sacrifices that she's sort of making. Like, I think as the season ends, you see where she, like, makes a lot of concessions in her personal life to make things in the Rebellion go forward. She's one of the best Star Wars characters. Yes. Like, flat out. She has depth. She, yeah, she has an arc. Great character. One of my favorites. She always yeah. just gets, like, dropped in, though. She's never, like, the main focus. Right, yeah. She's always just, like... She's showing up in something else, isn't she? The Ahsoka show. She's a hologram. That's pretty... In the trailer. She's a hologram. <laughs> that pretty much summarizes every female <laughs> character. But just to be fair, I don't think you could put her at the forefront or anything because you're obviously, as a TV show, looking to create conflict, and you can't put her in too much conflict. Because then she turns yeah. to an action hero. What, especially well, no, well that's why when they make the Galactic Senate C SPAN <laughs> show, she will be the star. I'm, I'm right behind you. This is a whole separate conversation, but I do think that the prequels and on have like inspired a generation to care more about politics than the previous generations oh, did funny. in a weird sort of way. He made <laughs> politics cool. So we all think we're Jedi. So. Um, so Mon Mothma is great, but I think her, the protagonist in this series, uh, Deidre Miro, who's the Empire uh sort of i don't know what i don't know what her exact title is but she's kind of investigating They're like the fbi from, yeah she's like an fbi basically agent for the empire investigating the rebels and kind of piecing it together she's a fantastic character great great actor and this is like the first star wars movie or show that makes the empire seem like competent like they seem like a genuine threat in this show and, and it were it it adds weight to everything i mean with being like nuance to it because they're right they're not they don't just have like a big gun it's yeah, like yeah i was gonna say that that's really where they came i mean the emperor in return of the jedi played has some pretty smart maneuvers but one guy can't run an entire government so right so that's this is where he thinks he can fills <laughs> all of that in yeah yeah so wait chuck where would you put this so i actually agree 100 percent with everything everyone is saying but i still did not enjoy this story this mm. this show i i i hate to down play it and make it sound like it's boring but it was i can see I, it being a little boring so. i i think i still would like 
a more consistent, like the fun aspect of Star Wars, I think that should just be more consistent. And I know fun is subjective, but it, there was nothing really exciting about the show. It was just, it was just like watching a drama and it was just like, okay, okay, whatever. So I get that. I don't really feel like you said it picks up a lot in toward the later half of the show. I think that only happens twice in the entire show, maybe three times. Prison, the prison escape, prison escape is and the riot, and the last episode. Those are the two big moments, and the heist. I forgot about the heist. Yeah, those. Yeah, that was where I kind the of the end of each mini arc. Right, yeah, that's You're true. Right. And yeah. it's looking. A lot of people said that it's like three mini movies in, yeah. this, in the in the show. But um, I also, and this is going back to Rogue One. I don't care about these characters. I don't understand why everyone was so interested in Cassian Andor to begin with. He was so uninteresting then, so it's like, why? Do we I think it'd be know? really cool to have Jin as the character that, like, she's again, she's is a very. I think she's an interesting character that should have been fleshed out more. He might work him in. I mean, Galen Erso is a huge part of the Empire at that point, the father, and he's like part of the construction of the Death Star. They could do that, but um, I will continue watching the show as it unfolds. But I will never rewatch this show. I don't think I can bring myself. I do think that's something, though, again, just back to a point that I made earlier, is that Star Wars is kind of popcorn fun. Yeah. And you can branch out from it a lot, but at the heart of it, yeah, I think it should be fun. Yeah. And a lot of 10-year-olds did not like this show. (laughs) Not that I've spoken to all It's not a show for 10-year-olds. I think now that Disney has it, they're starting to sort of separate out the shows based on, like, specific demographics like they have shows for children well there's we there's not on here is the bad batch i don't think you have that here that's another show that's kind of clone wars-esque where it's like a kid they're gonna have young jedi tales right so there's are plenty of other shows start they're starting to sort of branch it out they just need to not make them all interconnected then you can which is a problem watch what you want to watch i don't think that's a good decision at all i think it should because if everybody Everyone can watch the original movies and be content, no matter what age you are. And I think that they should just maintain that. Not that they have to make those same movies. But I think they're, they're going to try to do both. It seems like because they are coming out with the new some newer movies that ju- they just announced. So yeah, we'll see what they do with this. I, I hope it comes. I they're mean, just making the same mistakes over and over again well, by yeah. trying to revive. The well, you've Jedi. got the corporate people who have don't have a creative bone in their body making <laughs> writing decisions. Like everybody just needs a Jedi so. school. No, that's the wrong decision. Although that's what, they did. that's what they did in the original canon. So, you know. <laughs> just what, and they're going to do it again. Yeah, just right. They just want Jedi. the full credit for it. That's what I do saying. enjoy the Jedi, though, in, you know, bits and pieces. They don't need to be the entire focus of a story. They can just pop no. up here and there. No. And you're fine. I hear what you're saying, Chuck, about, um, you know, bringing the fun back and keeping it consistent. Yeah. I disagree because... Look at how much content of Star Wars there's, it, there is. If they start making everything interconnected in the same, it just gets too formulaic and boring. It, your people are going to burn out. I like what they're doing now where they're separating things. Yeah. I'm not. If they do another season of Mandalorian, I'm not going to watch it because it's a show for children. It's not for me. It's a show for preteens. It's not... I want Andor. I want darker character-based stuff because that's where I am in my life. If Star Wars doesn't offer that for me anymore, I probably won't continue. Like I, I, I'm, I like that they're doing new things and exploring new avenues. If they do a C-SPAN with Star Wars, I will watch. I will be the first person in I'll line for that. Yeah. If like if I'll they do, watch. if they do Andor, but leading up to Episode One, it's where they talk about like, Disney. you know, that whole stuff, like leading up to the Trade Federation blockade, I will watch that mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. 
I don't think we talked about this with the Mandalorian, but also I think they do themselves a disservice by using shows to do backdoor pilots of other shows. Mm-hmm. Which, but to be fair, the that's, been, that's been done going back. Well, yes, but since like the beginning of time. season two of the Mandalorian was like three different backdoor pilots for three different right. Shows. I agree. It's like not and it's good. Like an eight episode. It's really series. not good it's when they do half that. Of it. Yeah, but I would say that. That is a television thing going back to... And also a corporate TV shows from the 70s yes. would do that all the time. And then there would be a whole spinoff. And sometimes it works. Sometimes, it, most times, it does not. It works if you have 23 episodes in a That's season. That's a really good point. <laughs> and when you have 8, eight. to 10 episodes, you should not devote an entire episode to a side character that's going to get their own show. Yeah, I would totally agree. And I do agree with interconnectedness, too. I don't think every show has to be referencing one another and having cameos here and there. I just think that it's the, I don't know what you would call it, the mood, the, the fun part of it. The tone. Yeah, the tone. The tone. It, it would just, I just wish that part maintained the same. Mm-hmm. They can have completely different, they can do C-SPAN, Star Wars. I'd be watching that, too. But it has to have a Jar Jar senator who no. adds laughs. The Gungans should have a representative. Listen, technically, I think Jar Jar This is a democracy. For the record, Jar Jar gave him emergency powers. Palpatine. Which is why he's an important so character to the trilogy. Is really this is oh, how Liberty is. dies with thunderous applause. <laughs> okay, so we, we, we have we have to end this. Yeah. I uh, so I because I knew I was going to be in the minority. I'll sell for mid chlorian, but Oof. I feel like it's going to go. Well, I'm glad that I, you don't have the mouse right now because <laughs> this is going in wizard at the lowest. Yeah, wizard at the lowest. I'm cool with that. Yeah, wizard. Yeah. Wizard. Okay. I think it's good. We've done it. We've ranked all the Star Wars shows and movies. The definitive ranking. All others are incorrect. Correct. That is right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for being here for this. This was fun. I'm glad no one stormed out in a rage. I got close, but thank you for your patience. I'm sorry. I kept it together. I'm sorry that I like Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith so much. All of the prequels. Yes. Okay, we did it. We'll have to post this somewhere on social media so everyone can see it. Um, but yeah, thank you again for joining me and uh, may the force be with you. <laughs>